Hey everyone, it's Alex here. Uh, just before the podcast started, I wanted to make a note and let everyone know that uh, this podcast, Chase and I just recorded it about an hour or two ago, and usually I would take the weekend to edit it down and try and get any blank spaces or swearing out. Um, but this week, with the sensitive subject and, you know, just how quickly everything seemed to be moving, we thought it'd be a better idea to just get it out today. So I did want to say that there'll be more swearing in this episode than normal, as well as much less editing. So uh, I hope you guys all enjoy. I hope everyone enjoys, and uh, thank you for listening. Welcome back to another episode of the Eminem Hockey Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Alex Metzger. Along with me is my co-host, Chase McCallum. Uh, once again this week, we have some huge news that has just kind of taken over the entire week. So we got a bunch of topics we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to start with the big one, obviously. Bill Peters has been fired. At the time of recording this, uh, this was announced literally about 12 minutes ago that he resigned. Uh, take it whatever way you want. He resigned, he was fired, whatever. He's not the head coach of the Calgary Flames anymore. And this comes after... Uh, multiple incidents that have been brought to light in the past week or so. Um, the first one was with Akeem Aliou, uh in Rockford, I believe, of the AHL a couple years back, where he uh, uh, yelled racial slurs at him multiple times, telling him to turn off his music. Um, there's Simply put, there's no place for that in hockey. No, well, there's no place for that anywhere. A- anywhere, yeah. yeah. Not, not just in hockey, anywhere. There's just no place for that. And... Um, you know, it was, it was nine years ago, though. Different time. Yeah, yeah. Like, which is just Fuck. scary to think about. Um, so, a lot of this, uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, this is going to be a heavy episode. Uh, the last half, we're going to talk about more about suspensions and stuff like that. But uh, again, it's much like the Don Cherry stuff, where it's just this is important stuff to talk about. It's relevant and not just to a hockey, but a cultural standpoint of yeah. why we need to change um, just in general. Um, so you know these these allegations come to light after some Mike Babcock stuff that we'll get into a little in a little bit you know, um, but uh, Akeem Aliou comes out on Twitter and pretty much says you know I think he I believe he said something like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree you yeah. know Peters was a Babcock disciple and this is what he did and you know this took as rightfully so this took Twitter by storm I was like oh my god like. It's basically been the story of the week. Yeah, so this came out when they were playing, and immediately they launched an investigation after the game. They didn't allow Peters to be available. Uh, And then over the past week, there's been an investigation. A lot of people have kind of guessed that it was the lawyers seeing if they would have to pay out Bill Peters' contract or not. Um, At the end of the day, he resigned. I don't know exactly what that means for the contract, but I also don't really care. Um, At the end of the day, I think it's pretty obvious that uh, this isn't going to be tolerated, and... So after those allegations came out, um, I believe his name is Mikel Jordan, came out as well and said when he was in Carolina, Peters hit and kicked him and another player um, during the game. And then Rob Brendamore, the current head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes, came out and said, yeah, that, that is absolutely true. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that happened. Like, he was just yeah. so blunt about it. Yeah. yeah, and he said, you know, they dealt with it. Um, Francis got involved, and he, he praised the team how they dealt with it. I don't know if I agree with that at all. Um, but what I will say is that neither of these incidents is okay at all. No. Um, and I think, you know, it's, I, I, the, the, you know, it's bad when I, I haven't seen one person argue for Bill Peters here. I saw one person actually. Okay. There was a tweet saying, if hockey is for everyone, doesn't that mean it's for racists too? Right. Which yeah. was... Don't be that person. <laughs> Which was proof Twitter just manages to find the absolute yes. worst of the worst. You'll always have one or two people. But generally speaking, even like the people you disagree with on every argument, we're like, yeah, he's got to go. Yeah. And be, there's just no place for that. No, like, like it's pretty clear. Like, we, yeah, exactly. Like there's just no place for, you know, racial, homophobic, anything, any slurs like that. Okay, question for you. Were you surprised? Maybe this is just like... Because we're white dudes or whatever, but, like, I was surprised. That he had the confidence to go into a dressing room, yell at a 20-year-old to, like, a... a, Call him the N-word? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, that's shocking to me. Yeah, I was... I haven't... I'm usually not surprised by, like, most stories, but, like, that one really threw me off. Well, and, yeah, and as bad as this sounds, it's like, 
because he, it clearly shows that he's comfortable. He was comfortable with saying it because yeah. there's people around, and you know, like it's it's bad as that. And this sounds horrible because it is horrible. But yeah. you know, if he says it in private, you go, okay, this is just a dude being an asshole, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like when there's people around, he clearly just felt comfortable with saying it, and um. You know, so one of the biggest things, and again, these things don't have anything to do with it. It's much like the Don Cherry thing. Him saying this and trying to compare this to Justin Trudeau and the, oh, black the blackface image. Stuff. I've seen a couple of things like that. These are not the same. One of them was something that, yes, they're both bad. And, and <laughs> Neither are good. No, yeah. and so, and they're both bad. Don't, don't get that wrong. Like, they are both horrible. The difference is one guy did it 15 years ago and since then has made a case for mass immigration for, you know, people of color. Has made a case for all kinds of – everyone to be accepted, you know, like same-sex marriages, all that stuff. He came out and had a meaningful apology. He said, no, this isn't right. What I did is wrong. I take responsibility. He's tried to move on from it. And, you know, and that still doesn't make it right. You still don't have to accept his apology. But the other incident here is a guy who just – shouted a racial slur at a guy nine years ago, and then, I don't know when the, the kicking incident happened, but that was about four or five years ago. Yeah, it was more recently. So, like, and, and those are two different things, obviously. But to me, that shows someone who's just a bad person and not changing. Just, yeah, he's still being an asshole. And um, he came out and his lawyer wrote him a statement apologizing to the team for the story breaking, not to Akeem Aliyu for Didn't the name thing him. actually happening. Yeah. Didn't name him at all. I don't think they really came all that close to referencing what no they was didn't re- said or no they didn't like reference that. anything. They're just like I'm sorry to the Calgary Flames organization that this story came out. Yeah. Uh, I know it's a distraction. I don't want that. That's not acceptable. Yeah, and, and the worst part is people talking about 2009. Like we were 11 and we knew that you couldn't say the N word in 2009. Yeah, like, like it's not like this is 1912 or something like that. Yeah, well, it's just it's scary how. Just how recently this stuff was deemed acceptable in hockey and in hockey room culture. Like, and, yeah. and I mean, I don't want to, like, I'm not trying to act like every coach out here is just dropping racial slurs back in 2009. That's not the case. No, of course not. Per usual, it's, you know, a lot of the people obviously didn't say that. But the fact that even, even say, 5% or whatever felt comfortable, that's not okay. Um, again, I, I said the same thing with the Don Cherry podcast. I thought the Steve Dangle. The latest podcast, the Steve Dangle podcast, had out was a pretty good one describing it. You know yeah. that one of the things that Steve said was, imagine if you have a kid and you take him to a room of uh, minor league coaches and you say, and there's a hundred coaches that you know could possibly coach your kid, and you say five of these coaches may just berate your kid and call them racial or homophobic slurs. You wouldn't be okay with that because five one percent is way too high. No, there's not a chance you're putting your kid into hockey knowing that fact. No, right? exactly right, and so you know it's. The bigger the bigger issue is just hockey room culture as a whole, too. And, and again, don't get me wrong. There are lots and lots of great people in hockey. Of course. But there are also lots of bad people. And the culture itself, especially as you get to higher up hockey, is not great. And it, it is changing. I will grant, you know, hazing is being... You don't hear near as many just horror hazing stories from any level of hockey than you used to even five or six years ago. Then Chara came out talking about how he would never do it this week and stuff like that. Exactly. So um, you You'll know, see I, more of that now. Yes. And again, one of the things with Akeem Aliyu is he was always listed as a problem player. And he said, one of the, you know, people were like, well, why would you just come out with this now? I don't think we should be berating a guy for not wanting to derail his hockey career for coming out against his head coach. And he said, he's like, so in the OHL, Pretty much, he was listed as a problem player because uh, he said no to being stuffed into a bathroom naked with all the other rookies on the team. So he ended up, Steve Downey ended up cross-checking him in the face of practice. He lost seven teeth, and then they ended up fighting. He was then traded to a different team and not given any ice time. In the AHL, when this happened with Bill Peters, he was on pace for, I believe, 50 points or something like that, 60 points. He had 20 goals in... To how many ever get? You know, he was a good he was player. Well. He was yeah. a good player. He got immediately demoted to the ECHL. Of course, he won't want to speak out with this. But the problem is, you know, there's still this kind of mentality that this is okay or that I can't speak out because the team, like the rest of the team, is going to think lesser of me, right? Yeah. And that's the that's the thing that you know everyone should want to change. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to take time. So. Again, another thing, I'm going to reference the SDP a lot because I really do think that, you know, they did a very good job of trying to recap it. Um, one of the things that Adam said, it was the same with the Don Cherry thing. 
change takes time. Time yeah, takes course. patience. And it's hard because, you know, in an ideal world, world, you say, yeah, no, this shouldn't be tolerated ever. Because it shouldn't be. No. But the fact of the matter is there does need to be a changing period. Um, and, and it sucks because it shouldn't be that way, but it is. It, yeah, it's it like looks that like with everything, right? Will be. Yes. Hopefully, anyway. Um, I, I think that even this just coming out now uh, is a good sign. Yeah. Um, I think the the Mike Babcock stuff we'll get into in a little bit uh, is also a good sign. Uh, again, I can't uh, I can't say enough how different those things are in terms of you know one just being an asshole and the other literally using racial slurs against uh, like uh, like. Just using racial slurs in general. Yeah, one's but, like, what the what the heck is wrong with you? The other's like, wow, you must be just a terrible person. Yes, exactly. So, uh, you know, in relative to that, but uh, these stories coming out is a good thing. Um, and, and I think there's absolutely going to be a lot of coaches that are kind of on the edge of their seat saying, oh, crap, is there anything that come out for me? And the way I look at that is good. It's a good thing. Yes. Uh, and you see it's... Uh... Like, when one person comes out, like Akeem Alu did or whatever, it has effects that other people will come out. Like, you, Steve Downey was... Or, not Steve Downey. Dan Carcillo. Yeah. I was tweeting about people in his DMs speaking out against one of the Sutter brothers, and apparently there's a whole bunch of people willing to come forward about them. Yeah. Or one of them, specifically. I don't... Yeah. They didn't name which one, but, like, it's... Usually tends to have a positive effect, where if people are willing to speak out, others will too. Yes, and while it does feel like a negative conversation, it's a good one to have because we're finally having the conversation, and yeah. that's what's important. There's actual change happening. Yeah. And, you know, I'm always a believer of uh, you can believe something that isn't right, but if you make a change and show that you're trying to make a change, you know, that's okay. Um, and to me, you know, obviously Bill Peters has done nothing of the sorts. No. Um, his apology was a bullshit apology. Just absolutely bullshit. Um, you know, like, I, I think, you know, I'll speak from experience. Uh, even as recently as five or six years, you know, and this is crazy, but, you know, in high school, uh, the F word when it comes around to, um, you know, gay people. Or, oh, 100%. You know, like, that, yeah. was, that was something that uh, was just deemed acceptable to throw around. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I'm not proud of that at all. No. Not even a little bit, but, you know, like, it's... Uh, Especially, too, like, we come from a very hockey town. Yes, yeah, we're from, you know, both Chase and I are from a town that has, what, 20,000 people in it, out in... 8,000, like, maybe... I, I think it's up to, like, 20,000, but when, yeah. you know, even a couple years ago, it was, like, half of that, um, you know, it's very... And it's a white town. It's like, very, very Us white. hanging out with Chow made us one of the most diverse friend groups in high school. Yes. Um, That's our one Vietnamese friend. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so we came from a background where it was like, you know, this stuff, we just, we deemed it okay. And that it's not okay. You know, and I'd like to think that um, I've grown from that. And, you know, speaking out about stuff like this and saying it's wrong is a way to start the conversation, right? Um so, you know, I, I don't want to paint everyone with the same negative brush where it's like, oh, yeah, if you believe this one thing years ago, it doesn't mean you can't go change your opinion. Much like, obviously, in a lesser extent, the Don Cherry stuff. You know, you had said that a couple of years ago you had a tweet defending Don Cherry because that's just how you looked. And then as you grew up, you went, oh, shoot, no, I am very in the wrong here. This is yeah. on me, not on Don Ch- – or not on – Charter. Charter, right. Yeah, yeah sorry. Um, you know, and, and it's important to have those discussions. Yeah, it's important that, like, life is really about learning, right? Like, nobody's the same person they were five years ago, whatever. And that's one of the entire points of living, I think. But Yes, but you're going to have to show a lot of growth in the past couple of years if nine years ago you were sh- shouting racial obscenities at a player. And then also four years ago it comes out that you kicked a dude or punched a dude <laughs> yeah. on the bench, right? Like, And so to me, that just, it's un, it's obviously, you can't have it. You just, it shouldn't be allowed. Yeah. And he shouldn't be anywhere near any kind of hockey ever again. It's as simple as that. He should never have a job in the NHL, the AHL, the ECHL, the CHL, like anything like that. He should not be allowed to coach hockey again. Yeah. Simple like it was as just, that. Yeah, it was bad. Full stop. Um, and I don't think anybody's going to touch him with a 10-foot pole for a really long time. No, I doubt it. Um, I would hope not, anyways. But, I, yeah, like, I don't know. I would hope not. The other thing I want to bring up was Ron Francis in this situation, because he knew... Yeah. Theore- well, he knew about the kicking one, at least. Theore- like, I don't. Maybe he didn't know about the thing that happened in Rockford. I have no idea. So, to that, 
I'm watching Suits, and there's this scene where Harvey is talking about how his little brother was bullied, and he goes to the bully's dad's house, and the dad's excuse is, I didn't know, and he says, that's the problem. It was his job to know. Right. And it's the same idea with Ron Francis. Yes. He didn't know, well, it's Ron Francis' job to know that. Like, yes. But even, like, the kicking and punching thing. Same with the Calgary Flames, by the way, yes. who hired them after that. It's still their job to know that. that like, yeah, like, they're like, oh, yeah, we talked. And, again, that kind of comes back to the whole hockey, like, 200 hockey men personality thing. Because it, Bill Peters was high in Hockey Canada. He's done, like, eight Hockey Canada events in the past, like, ten years. Well, he's been I, a part of like world was, like world juniors. Yeah, and he was just a highly regarded coach yeah, in general, right? Exactly. Like, he's one of the more well known coaches. Definitely is now, but even before that, he was one of the more well known coaches in the league. Yeah. So when you're a team like Calgary, you go, oh yeah, we asked around. It's like we asked like Mike Babcock and the people who run Hockey Canada. Like, oh yeah, great guy. But of course they're going to cover up for him, right? And so like more of that needs to be called out. Yeah. Like it, it just it needs to be called out. It's just. There's not much more you can say than the conversation needs to happen. This stuff isn't okay. And people can't just be covering up because just, you know, I under I fully understand why players who are on the fringe of making the team don't want to come out and say something. Oh, yeah. I'm sure most people, like, it, I'm not, not going to pretend yes. to know what it's like to be in I'm their shoes. I'm not going to but... victim blame or even blame the people who are sitting beside in the stall next to them and try and come out and say something on their behalf. Because you know what? This is their livelihood. This is everything they've ever worked for, ever. Yeah. And if they say something, chances are much higher than not that they're never going to be able to get to it again. Oh, yeah. It'd be a terrifying. Like, to be a key male, you sitting there, like, that'd just be a horrifying yes. decision. Yes, and, and even think. his teammate on the fourth line, like, who's best buddy or whatever. Like, you want to say something, but you know it's going to ruin you, too. Yeah. It'd ruin both of you. And, and so, like, I'm not trying to blame them. Uh, I, I don't want to play. I don't think it's their fault. I, I'm happy that they're stepping up and talking about it now. Yeah, it's clearly a cultural problem yes. more than any but individual. who thing, I right? do blame is the GMs and the coaches who just sweep it under the rug and try and act like nothing happened. Yeah. Um, that's just, it's not okay. It's as simple as that. It is not okay. Yeah, 100%. Um, I don't have much more to say than that. I hope Bill Peters is never hired for any hockey thing ever again. I think it's going to be a long time, if ever, before I, we see him again. I would hope so. Um, he should never be in a rink ever again, as far as I'm concerned. Um, like maybe that's harsh, but I, I don't. I really don't think so. Well, yeah. Let's just like you don't even nest. Like obviously, it is a huge problem culturally or whatever. But even just from like a logistical, like running a company standpoint, imagine like, you were just like an accounting firm. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you're, you don't want the your employees to hate their boss. It would be a hate crime if this was anyone. Yeah, else. Like, like literally. Yeah, like you don't even need to look at it from like a hockey culture perspective. No. It'd be like this is really messed up, and he should have been fired on the spot yeah. multiple times. It's way worse when you look at it a non-hockey perspective. A, yeah. You're like, oh my god, what is wrong with this? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I don't, I don't have much more to say. Uh, you know, I hope that more people come forward because as as unfortunate as it as it is to have to talk, not, not that's not, I'm not phrasing that right. You know, as much as it sucks... It's a tough thing to work. Yes, as, as tough as it is to try and talk about it and try and have the discussion, the discussion itself is what's important. Yes. You know, and I hope I'm saying that right, and I hope, you know, uh, people... Well, it's hard to word these things perfectly if you're not, like, a professional speaker. Right? Yes, and and I mean, again, from, you know, us two here, we're again, we're two white dudes sitting in our parents' basement recording a podcast. Like, yeah. but... It's important for us to try and talk about it, too. Well, it would be cowardly not to. Yeah, because if we try and talk about it, hopefully others will as well, and then people will feel more encouraged to stand up. Because you know what? It's not just minorities who play the game, too. You know, like, and, and like, it's people who, um, you know, I think a lot of former hockey players talk about why they never came out as gay when they were playing, because just the mentality in the, the dressing room, they figured they'd never be accepted. Yeah. And that stuff needs to change. It's the exact same stuff, right? Exactly. Like, that stuff needs to change. So, hopefully a change is coming. You know, if there are people nervous about their jobs, I hope so. You know, did you see the Dustin Penner stuff? I don't want to talk about Dustin Penner too much. What did he say? He's a, just a chud. But he pretty much is like, 
all the, I don't even remember what he said, all these heroes on Twitter or whatever. He's like, my dad's now burning all the tapes of his minor hockey games in fear of someone coming back and costing him his day job. I was like, yeah, that's a totally normal thing to do if you have nothing to hide. Yeah. Burning the tape of your hockey games. Anybody who's ever watched, like, CSI knows guilty people don't run or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or like, innocent people don't run, I mean. Yes, yeah. so um, I guess the, the next thing we have to talk about... Um, this would have been the biggest story until the Peters thing came out, but it's not. There's um, been a lot of stories in the past month that would be like story of the year. But. Yeah, and you know what? Again, they're all they're all tough things, but they're all good things. Yeah, all, in uh, the end, yes. It will like be I mean, in terms of, like this, the Peters thing and the Cherry thing are all steps forward in my eyes to a more inclusive environment for hockey. Yeah. Um, Mike Babcock. It came out that uh, Mitch Marner, or sorry, sorry, it came out that. In the Matthews Marner rookie season year that, that Babcock brought in, quote, one of the rookies into the dressing room said, make a list of the least hardest working people to the hardest working people. This rookie put himself at the bottom of the list. He goes, no, what the hell is this? Make a list. So he also put, I think it was Nazem Kadri and Tyler Bozak. Bozak on right above him. And then Babcock went out and showed those two guys the list and was like, hey, what do you think? This guy uh, said you guys are the least hardest working players. What do you think about that? Uh, so and then... Ian Tullock came out and said, I heard this story a couple years ago, but I didn't I didn't have anyone to confirm who it was, but I can now confirm it was Mitch Marner. Um, and then Mitch Marner came out and was asked about it. He's like, yeah, it happened. That was me. Uh, I've moved on from it. You know, I don't want to dwell on the past or anything like that. Um, this is a big thing. This is a huge thing. Uh, first, it's messed up. Yeah, it uh, like, was, It's just simply messed up. I read it and I was just like, what the hell is wrong? Like, what could go through your mind thinking this is a good idea? He's So Babcock came out and he texted Darren Dreger. He said, you know, I was trying to motivate the player. Um, obviously, I failed in that and, you know, I made the wrong decision. I apologize. There was nothing that said he actually apologized, but beyond the point, just I don't know why you would think that's a good thing in the first place. I mean... It's like emotional abuse. Apparently, Marner was crying about it. I believe it. Yeah, I would be too. If I'm like two years younger than we are now. If I'm a 19 year old in the NHL getting singled out to the veterans on my team, the guys I have to play with, he was on a line with Bozak every day. Like the guys I have to play with, the guys who are supposed to have my back and everything, and my coach is trying to single me out to look like a a piece of shit, calling them not hard enough working. I would be terrified. Oh, 100%. That would be terrible. For what it's worth, from all accounts, uh, Bozak and Kadri handled it amazingly in terms of respect to Marner. Which is lucky for Babcock. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That but, could have gone so badly. Yes, but also good on Kadri and Bozak. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it would have been easy for them to go, hey, what the hell? It's your first year in the NHL. What are you doing? Yeah, and you can imagine how you would end up being defensive yes. if you've been there, done that. But instead, they, from all accounts, they went, no, it's okay, like, like, it's, you shouldn't have had to do this. Yeah. Like, you just shouldn't have had to do this. Like, it's not your fault, it's Babcock. So, um, I, I want to say that it is good on them. There's also another report that came out. Not, not a report. It's just some Twitter account that said, um, I'm hearing the reason Matt Martin was made expendable <laughs> was because he came in and defended Martin. Don't believe that. Those timelines are a year and a half apart. Yeah. Martin started getting healthy scratched a full year and a half after that Marner situation happened. So, don't listen to that stupid shit. Yeah, also... Dubas traded Matt Martin to Lou. It was probably yes. a bigger reason as to why yes. that happened. Well, and I mean, Martin was getting healthy scratch in the second half of his second year. Yeah. But, again, that was a full year and a half after this thing re- reportedly happened. So, don't believe that is what I want to say to begin with. No, but, that, was, that was bad. Yes, but just for the Babcock thing, you know, and there's been lots of reports. Jeff O'Neill was on TSN Overdrive 1050, and he just went off on Babcock. Yeah, he you know? did. And... You know, Mike Commodore is another name as a guy who's hated. And I will still, I still think it's weird for Mike Commodore to have that much of an obsession over a guy he played with eight jobs ago. Yeah, getting, like, pictures of him and stuff is definitely... Yes, and, like, hashtag pack your shit and making t-shirts. Like, sure, make t-shirts for the money if you want, if you're leaning into the bit. But, like, it's just, it's a weird brand to have. The the picture was what really set me off. I was like, what is going on here? It's a very weird brand to have. And, like, again, um... I think it's, you know, it's fair to be mad at the guy. Um, you know, especially if, you know, he doesn't sound he doesn't sound at all like what he was painted to be. He, you know, he painted himself as a good family man, you know. Got a hot, a mental, he was a mental health advocate. Yeah, and I assume we usually mention at some point when we record. Last week came out after this, but we recorded before yeah, this We recorded came on out. the Friday and yeah. it came out on the Sunday. So, you know, our obviously our episode was a little out of date. 
Uh, so we defended him a little bit as terms of you know being a good coach more than I would have liked to yes. knowing this. Yeah, and I, I still th- I still stand by those comments given that we didn't know anything, right? Yeah, you know, like we can only talk about what we know. Yeah, it serves as like a little time capsule or whatever. Because at the time I was thinking like Babcock's probably a hard ass or whatever, but that didn't make me think he was this like monster, terrible, yeah, yeah like this dickhead boss or anything. I thought he was just kind of a hard ass as a coach and. I don't know. That's just some people's style, right? Yeah, but and I think that's being phased out. Um, yeah, a hundred percent. And I mean, like, there's nothing like I don't know. So, uh, Jamie McClellan was also on TSN Overdrive 1050, and they were talking about uh, Daryl Sutter, I believe it was. Yeah. And and he was saying, yeah, like, or forgive me, I can't remember. Maybe it was Daryl. So I can't remember the coach's name, but he was like, oh yeah, I hated him at times, but like I respected him. I was like, he was a hard ass, but it was like. After the game, you're like, yeah, thanks. Like, thanks for pushing me. It was like, yeah, he no. never, like, kicked me or anything. It was just like, if I sucked, he'd tell me I sucked. And I didn't like it, but it was yeah. like, it made me a better person. I respected him for it, right? Yeah, it's some people's style. You know, yeah. as long as you don't take it too far. Like, well, Belichick's yeah. famous for that, right? Exactly. And it's like, and there's a difference between trying to be hard on a guy to motivate someone. Or, like, you know, bringing in, and same with, like, Jeff O'Neill. He was like, I can't even imagine being kicked in the back when I was struggling. I would have turned around and socked the coach. I was like, yeah. He's like... But you know when people when I sucked, I was fine with someone bringing me in saying, "Hey, what do you do? you need to be better than this?" Simple as that. And I think that's fair. But there's got to be some kind of line, right? Like, I don't, like people want to paint this whole old oh, millennial, you know, baby kind of thing. It's like they can't be yelled at. No, that's not true at all. It's just they're not going to be taking emotionally abused and screamed at twenty four seven, trying to be the quote best they can because that's not an effective way to teach people. Yeah, it's just fucked up. Yeah, like, right? Like, and there are studies done. Like, people do better work when they're happy. Yes. Like. It shouldn't Obviously. even be about them being, like, babies or whatever. No. Just from, like, an organizational standpoint, you should be... Like, it's better, all else equal, it's better for you to have happier employees. Well, again, thinking of going to... Think about going to a normal office job. If you're going to a job where you know you're just going to be berated <laughs> by your boss all day, you yeah. probably don't want to help that company out. You exactly. probably don't really want to go to the job. You're just showing up, doing the bare minimum, collecting your paycheck. It's not that much different than the NHL. Like, it's a little different, of course, but... If you're showing up to every day to like where your boss is screaming and berating at you, like berating you, you're obviously not going to have as much motivation as you know trying to win for someone who you really like and you want to see succeed with you. Right? Yeah, and it makes sense because like uh, the big thing with Babcock that's been brought up a lot this week is like people actively hate him. Yes, and then I started to think about it. I'm pretty sure I don't hate like anyone I've ever met. I, yeah, probably not. Like I can't like no one. Like, I dislike plenty of people, but there's nobody that comes to mind where I'm just like, I, I like, I just hate them too. Yeah, I don't, The yeah. bone, right? Like, yeah. It's, like, I couldn't imagine working for someone that I actively hated, and you can so imagine why it would make your performance exactly. not what it might otherwise be. And, I mean, you know, I get, we're talking about uh, Mitch Marner as if some guy who put up 20 points in a year or something like that. Yeah, he was still, still an great. insane player, and that's good on him. But he was going to be an insane player regardless of what Mike Babcock did. Yeah. Um, and uh, the other thing I wanted to know was... Oh, what was the other thing I wanted to know? I totally blanked on it, actually. Um, but Marner or Babcock? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea if I'm being completely honest here. Um, uh, damn it. Sorry, guys. I have no idea. What... Do you have anything else to say on the Babcock situation, I guess? No, I just, I just really couldn't believe it. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I remember now. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's so uh, a couple of people were kind of like, well, maybe now it makes more sense why um, Marner and Matthews and even ne- – not Nylander to an extent. I still think Nylander was just trying to push for a deal that was fair to him. Yeah. But Marner and Matthews especially weren't taking any kind of discount. Um, I don't know if I buy that. I can buy into it. I don't – so there was a couple different ways people phrased it. I don't buy in that they asked for $2 million more because because of of Mike Babcock. You know, I think they had their number and they were going to want it regardless. However, I also do believe that part of the reason they were not willing to budge off that number at all was because if I have to go deal with his hard ass for my entirety of my contract, why would I take a discount for this team? And I will buy into that a little bit. I don't think... It probably didn't help. No, which is so yeah. Yeah. I think my, my overall statement was it was probably a factor... It probably wasn't the main factor. No, and I, I think very, it's... very, very, very highly doubt it was the only factor. No, there's. I think it's too far the other way of trying to absolve. Yes, Dubis, yes, basically. it takes yeah. Duvis too much off the blame. But I will say that I it is kind of a reason to say even 
why, you know, you go from maybe 11.6 to just 11 on the dot, right? And, and it's a small thing, but I do kind of understand why they wouldn't want to budge off at all if they had to deal with this. And again, I don't think it's the main factor, but I, it's part of a reasoning why. Right? Yeah, there's a lot of factors that go into these things, and I imagine this was not helping no. goalie's case. No, and especially in Marner's case, you know, they talked about how he felt he was disrespected his rookie year. Part of that was the rookie deals, which I think his camp was just way off base on anyways. Yeah. But if this was another part of it, that at least makes it a little more understandable. Slightly more. No, yeah. like, or more understandable, if yeah. I'm being completely... Like, I would feel slighted if my coach did this to me, too. He tried to single me out. That's what he yeah, did, he, right? Yeah, like, he definitely yeah, did. Yeah, I would be pissed, too. But, you know, I and again, I don't think that they asked for more money because of it. Right, but I, I I understand why it probably probably went into part of the reasoning why they said no, I'm not going to help you guys out and take a stupid bridge deal, right? Like, yeah. And another part is you know these guys, Matthews and Marner both seem clearly want to get their money, and I respect the hell out of that. You know they do a ton of ads and stuff like that. Yeah. I respect that and so much. And they're good players. Yeah, in a huge exactly. Market. So yeah, why wouldn't you go get paid what you can, right? They probably buy into their own greatness a little bit, as they should, yeah. right? Like they're better at hockey than I'll ever be at anything. So you know, I'm still. It doesn't let Dubis off the hook. I think he still botched those negative, especially the minor one compared to yeah, more uh, the minor one than yeah. any of the other ones by a mile. But at the same time, I think it, you know you can see as why it might do a little bit of an explaining, but not much. Like not not a ton, right? But I, I did I did want to point that out that you know that's something else that was going around. I don't think it's probably as big of a deal as people tried to make it, but I do get why it would be a reasoning. Yeah, it's probably slightly meaningful. You know. So um The other thing I couldn't get over is just like Bab so Babcock's got his like sports psychology degree or whatever. Like there's a lot of research that like how like being having a tight knit team is like a positive. Like I just yeah, couldn't. What class did you learn that trying to out the rookie to the two veterans on the team would help the team bond? Yeah, exactly. Way? Like there's a lot of research into fault lines in the dressing room, and they're usually not focused on stuff like this. But still, like, yeah, I don't know. I just couldn't believe it. You know, and it's again, like I, I don't know. I defended the Spezza scratching, but it makes it more reasonable why so many people were so pissed off about the Spezza scratch in terms of like in hockey circles. <laughs> no. not, not just fans, but like, okay. you know, like, because uh, there was analysts that were like, this is what he does. I was like, okay, that's not fair. Like we fans get mad about the veteran yeah. tie. Right. But it's like, if this is just like him being an asshole, like, yeah, I guess showing that's, everyone yeah. how big his stick is. Yeah, and exactly. Waving like, it, yeah. That's why, like, I understand people being more upset about that in terms of like people who kind of knew who Mike Babcock was more than not. And again, like, they're relatively speaking things. Like, I think it just shines a little more light on I don't think it yeah. explains it all, but it shines some more light on Oh, yeah, you get to keep updating your beliefs or whatever, and this yes. is just one more in the negative direction for Babcock. Yeah, so I I don't know how we thought this was a good thing. Uh, again, I'm glad a story like this came out because, uh, in my opinion, it related to the Bill Peters thing coming out. Like, does Akeem Ali, you uh, talk about what he, what he went through if this doesn't come out? I don't think so. Because his whole story was, yeah, not surprised about Babcock. Apple that, doesn't fall yeah, for this is what tree. happened with his disciple. So, I mean, it's it's good. Again, it's a good thing that we're having these discussions and that we yeah. can see what these, uh, you know, things are, what things like this are happening. Um, yeah. My question is now, how do you think this affects Babcock and his next job? Uh, so, when he got fired... My first thought was he's going to sit for as long as he wants to sit, and then he's going to get hired immediately, like the day he decides he wants to work again. Maybe it makes people think twice. Yeah. I still think... My opinion hasn't changed. I still think no. it's definitely not the last we've seen of Babcock or whatever, no, but... I, I, think, I don't think people... I think people will ask him in the interview process... Why how he's changed Yes, or how he's changed and why we expect that not to happen again here... That being said, I also just don't have a ton of confidence in NHL front offices to, like, he, he could just be like, oh, yeah, no, I realize that's not wrong, I sh or that's wrong, I shouldn't do that anymore. I have a total feeling if a team's desperate enough, they're like, yep, good enough for us. Oh, I could, I will be really shocked if this is the last we've ever seen of Babcock, but, like, the expected timeline for his return, I think, shifted farther away. Yeah, maybe he does take a year or two off and yeah. then sees where he is instead. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I it's Again, it's nowhere near as serious as the Peters thing, but it is still serious. It's still just like, what the... Yeah, yeah, what are you like, doing? What are you dumb. thinking? Yeah, like... Don't... Like, uh, not that I assume anybody listen, who listens to this podcast, of all places, would do this anyways, but next time you see on Twitter someone being like, Ha, you're only on Twitter, so you can't possibly be as smart as an NHL coach. 
probably probably decent thing to keep some of these things in mind. Yeah. Everybody screws up, and some people spectacularly. Yeah. Like Babcock did. Um, do you want to get into talk some actual hockey here? Yeah, let's uh, do it. More not great stuff. Not actual have. hockey. <laughs> no, we have three suspensions. Um, uh, did you so have you so we have Bartuzo, Cernak, and Kerfoot. The big one's Bartuzo that I want to get to. Did you see the Cernak one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was on Deline, who's out with a concussion, uh, and then Kerfoot one. I, I'm assuming you saw as well. Yeah. Let's get to the Bartuzo one because that was by far the worst. Uh, oh, by him. Yeah. By far the worst. Uh, if you haven't seen it, he cross checks uh, Victor Arvidsson headfirst into the crossbar. Um, Realize that I don't know why he's complaining that he's getting a penalty. That was the easiest penalty I've ever seen called. Yeah, it was a two minute probably just because of a hockey. But like he looks at the ref, throws his arm up in the what do you mean? Takes a stick and cross checks Arvidsson right in the spine twice. And this isn't the first time he done he did it. He did it against yeah, an I Islanders player uh, last year, I believe too. That was bad. Arvidsson is missing four to six weeks. Bortuzzo gets four freaking games for this. Four games. Are you kidding me? So stupid. Now, I have a lot of opinions on this. Most of it is that the Department of Player Safety is an absolute joke. Um, And I get that they have their parameters or whatever that, you know, you can't just throw the book at them because it'll get reduced. But I'd rather them at least try that and it get reduced down to 16. Like, let's say you throw 16 games at them and it gets reduced down to 8. That's still double than what you gave him originally. Yeah, and also just, like, if I had such a public-facing job that George Peros did... If you know they're going to reduce him anyways, I'd probably hit him with literally, like, like 25 games for that. Yeah, and like, then, yeah, just hit it high so they have to reduce it anyways. Yeah, anchor them to a really high number, and also that way you're making the public statement that this is fucked up. Yeah. Like, you know, and I don't put this all on Peros because I get No, he, it's obviously not just. Because the, prob- the biggest problem is that Department of Player Safety is not an independently owned spot. It's yeah. hired by the GMs. The GMs tell them what they want, and the GMs don't want their players suspended. No, it's why would you, yeah, really? And, but why would you? Is because now you have Victor Arvidsson well, out for four to six yeah. weeks, and the guy's out for four games. This is the issue. This is the issue right here, is that there's only so much they can do, but what they do is still a freaking joke. And they didn't even call an in-person hearing for that, which means they couldn't give him more than five games. Yeah, they just ridiculous. couldn't. It's so stupid. And I'm not even going to compare it to the spinning thing because I don't care about comparing <laughs> suspensions. It is just so dumb that, like, that could have, like, like I don't, that could have probably paralyzed him. Oh, I'm like, sure that they were. killed him. Yeah, like, it was just. And, like, I get there's lots of stuff in hockey, but that's not a hockey play. The first play wasn't a hockey play. If you, It was a dangerous play at first, shoving him in the crossbar. But if you want to deem, okay, that's two minutes because, yeah, you know, he, he was just trying to clear him from the net or whatever. That's fine. But looking at him, knowing that he's getting a penalty and going, okay, I'm going to get my mind through, that's intent to injure. Oh, uh, yeah, like, there's no other way to really look at this. Like, I just, I've, I've, I feel like I've done a better job at not whining about every suspension that the Department of Player Safety hands out on Twitter this year because it's always bad. There's never a good one. Yep. But this That's was stupid. I had to hold myself back from tweeting, like, eight different things about, like... Like, I think I tweeted, like, what an effing joke this league Oh, is. it was a complete like, joke. Like, who... Like, how is hockey in a better position with Robert Bertuzzo only missing four games, but Arvidsson missing... Four to six going to miss, like, 40, 10, 15? Yeah, 15 games, probably. Yeah. Because they have the... Well, maybe not quite as much because of the holiday break, but still. But like, a lot a of games. Thing, yeah. more, at least triple the games. Yeah, like, hockey is not in a better place with Bert, or Arvidsson missing 16 yeah. games. And, He's you know, I'm not, an ad, I'm not an advocate of making it the suspend... The person who gets suspended should be out as long as the player's out. Because I don't think... I don't think that makes sense. No, I don't think it... I think you should be punished no matter the same way no matter what the outcome is. Yeah, it was like when Bufflin like, tomahawked the dude last yeah. year, and I don't think he got hurt. But like he only got two games because he didn't get hurt. But yeah. Like, whereas there's alternate universes where that dude's out for like eight months with a concussion. He could have been killed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah. Seriously. Like it was just. Yeah. Exactly. Like the injury or whatever shouldn't yeah. be what. It should, but it should be the intent of the injury. So to yeah. me, this is pretty cut and dry. This guy's trying to hurt Arvidsson. You know, Bartuzzo is trying to hurt him. So that should be whether you make that, you know, thing twelve games no matter what. You know whether what whether the outcome of that of just viciously cross checking a dude who's defenseless is, um, you know, whether he gets injured or if he manages to play the next game by a miracle, it should still be like twelve games or whatever. Yeah, ideally, there's some way to do it where the person deciding can't know yes, the outcome, but, but like 
You'll have dudes, like, bleeding on the ice or whatever. Exactly. You just can't not know sometimes. Yeah. But it's the same with, like, a head hit, right? Like, if a, if a guy gets hit in the head and he's fine, I don't think that should be any... Like, let's say... Okay, so we'll get into the Cernak one here. I, I think this was... To me, this was the most accidental suspension we've seen all year. It was still a bad play. He still defended to be... Deserved to be suspended for it. He hit Deline in the head, you know, with an elbow. Uh, gave him a concussion. Uh, I don't think it was... Vi- it didn't look, like, malicious or anything like that. But it was it was a bad play. Right? Yes, definitely. But let's say he does that elbow and Deline doesn't get a concussion. Still should be a suspension, even Still should be the not a chance yes, it would be. Still should be the two games or whatever he gets. I, I don't know what he got. I think he got two. It was one yeah, or two. Yeah, it was two, I think. Um, he should still be that, or more if you want to make it more. But, like, it should still be the two games even if Deline doesn't have a concussion, right? Yeah, the injury should definitely not be correlated with... No, not at all. Uh, it should be the intent. And, you know, again, I, I, he, I don't think, you know, you're going to pull it up right here. I don't think Cernak necessarily had intent to injure, um, but the, the the fact is that it was just a dangerous play, right? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, it yeah. It's, so like, he goes to throw a hit. We're just watching it. So if you, if you haven't seen it, he pretty much Deline has the puck, takes it to about the slot, you know, in the the dot. He goes to move the puck. Cernak goes to lay the body on him, gets his hand up way way too high, and punches such elbows him straight in the head. Yeah. Yeah, like, I got no problem with that. That should be a suspension. I have no issue with that. Yeah. Um, I get, like, Sarnak came out and, you know, he said, I apologize. Like, I uh, I don't think I'm a dirty player. I didn't mean to, like, hurt him. I was just trying to make a play. Which, and, I guess uh, I believe him. Yeah, but, like, like, well, I think that's fair. I Like, I don't know. But like, just because you didn't mean to shoot no, someone. Yeah, exactly. doesn't no, exactly. Like, you should still be punishable. I'm not, I, like, I think this is one of the few that they got right in terms of what they can do. I, I Like, I think that... Yeah, you Should've... know, I don't actually have a problem with that being two minutes. Or two two games, sorry. Because it, it's different when the guy's sitting there, he's defenseless, and doesn't see you coming. You take four steps and wind him in the head. Like, yeah, the puck, was... he just moved the puck. He's trying to move it up. And yeah, his hands got way too high. He, like, he should be suspended for that. I just don't see that as a malicious thing, right? So, like, this is one of the few things that I'm actually okay with, I think. Yeah, I'll believe him that it was accidental. I have yeah, no it, reason well, to think Eric Cernak's a liar. Yeah, as far as I know, he doesn't have a history of you know head-hitting no. people. And if he comes out four games later and does the exact same thing, you go, okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah. But like, just in terms of a hockey play, like the game goes fast, right? And I don't think that should, you need to be responsible for your actions, but that's what two games does. It, it makes you responsible for your actions, right? Yeah, I would probably give him more because I'm just always on the side of giving him more, but like... Generally speaking, yes, but like, I don't, like in this one, I actually don't have an issue with it. If I'm being completely honest, this might be the first suspension I'm okay with. Yeah, that's fair. I'm glad they did suspend him. Yeah, well, I'm it's because he got a, Like, I would have... The, the difference is I would have still suspended him even if Deline didn't have a concussion. There. Yeah, and he definitely would not have been suspended. No, not at all. You know, and so that, I think that's the difference. But it's the same with the Bortuzzo thing here, getting a, a little off topic, is that even if Arvidsson got up and stood up, Bortuzzo should still be gone for like 10 games. Yeah. He's, like, he's a repeat offender. He's been suspended for the same thing before. Well, that was the worst part is the... If you, like, photoshopped him to the Isles player over him doing this to Arvidsson, like... If you were good enough, you'd never be able to tell the difference. Like, they were so identical plays. Yeah. Um, and so, um, I think the biggest issue is that uh, the fine, he only got fined. He didn't, I said he got suspended. He didn't get suspended before. Bertuzzo. The thing on the Islander thing, he got a fine. Just a fine. So, now you're looking at Department of Player Safety. You go, shoot, we only fined him last time. We can't drop him 10. Yeah, because... He's but technically not a repeat but that doesn't let then. that doesn't let Department of Player Safety off the hook because they're the one who gave up the yeah. freaking fine in the first place. And maybe it wasn't that regime. I don't know if it happened last year, two years ago, or what. But it's um, like how you can't give GMs credit for trading away the bad contract they signed. Yeah. Um. Um. But like, so that's why you know it couldn't be uh, a huge suspension. But I'm not going to give Department of Player Safety credit for that. I would still much rather them try and, you know, throw up... Even not the boy. Let, okay, let's say you want to throw 10, 12 games at them, and you know it's going to get bumped down. You know it's going to get moved to six. That's still two more than what he's going to get. And obvi- and honestly, if I'm, if I'm being completely honest here, it might be more than six. Because yeah, with the be. Tom Wilson thing, he missed, I think it was 18 games... But he only got suspended for 16, so he just got two days of payback, or two games of payback. But the difference was, he was still, he still missed the games, and to me, like, I'd rather that than, you know, 
Like, yes, it'd be better if he has to pay for not having his income, too, but I'd rather him at least miss one of the two things. Yeah. Like, that's just my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but that's just my opinion, is I'd rather him miss one of the two things. Yeah, I would actually be interested to know. They would obviously say the games, because, of course, like, you'd never say this publicly, but I would be really interested to know what players care about more when being suspended, the money or the games. Yeah. I I think it's probably the games. But, like, because of I, how much, like, the marginal, uh, what's it called, utility or whatever from, like, ten grand when you're worth as much money as these guys are isn't much, but, like, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It depends on the, hmm, that's a good question. I, it would obviously vary from player to player, I think. If you're on a, yeah, if you're on a sh- shitty team that's, like, bottom half of the league, I think the money would be more important to you than the games. But um, Whereas if you're... Washington, where you're trying to defeat, compete for the division title, yeah. maybe the games do mean more to you. Yeah, especially guys like Sid Novi that are just known as like hockey cyborgs, basically, that just care about winning so much. But yeah, I'd be interested to know what the average player cares about more. Obviously, it would bounce around a lot, but... Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's a good question, for sure. Um, okay, but, do you have anything else to add here? No, I don't think so. No? Okay. Um, the only other thing I wanted to talk about today was the Kerfoot suspension. Um, we'll see how long this takes. It might take a little longer because we're Maple Leafs talk. But um, Kerfoot got suspended, was it one or two games? Two, I believe. Two games for boarding, I believe, was it Eric Johnson? It was a bad hit. Uh, it, yep. it was a brutal, it was a very, very dangerous play. There's no no place for that in hockey. No, it was a bad hit. <laughs> um, it's another one where I don't have reason to believe he was just trying to injure the guy. But this one, to me, is way worse of a play than the Cernak one we just looked at. It certainly looks more, like, intentional. Well, yes, but, like... um, Okay, so here's my explanation. It's, like, it's intentional in terms of, like, um... Um, Not that I like I don't know he probably wasn't trying to injure his former no, teammate. No, like, like to that, me it's but. it's definitely intentional. Like he's trying to make a play for the puck, and it was just like he wanted to you know. I I don't know how to explain it. It's like the difference between this and the other one to me is that the Cernak one he was reaching. I could see a way in that what Cernak did doesn't end up in a dangerous play. To me, Cernak's play was he was trying to reach to take the man from the or take the body off the puck, and he put his hands way too high. Right. So, but yeah, like, and Cernak's really tall. I'm pretty sure. Yes, which was probably a part of it. But so the thing was, Cernak was aiming for the chest, and he got the head, and that's still on him. Yeah. I'm, I'm not trying You're to defend that. You're responsible for your body. Yes, yeah. but the difference here is there's no good way cross-checking a dude in the numbers when he's five feet away from the board ends up well. Yeah, it's it's textbook boarding, right? Hitting from behind, checking from behind. Yeah, that'd be probably five in a game or five and three games in minor hockey. Um, yeah, like it was. It, it's a check from, It's a dangerous play. And, you know, again, like, if you look at the play, like, it doesn't, like, to me, Kerfoot doesn't go in, like, oh, I'm going to ruin this guy's career. No, and, like, I'm sure he's friends with Eric Johnson. Yeah, but, like, like that, it's just, but... it, it's a it's a bad play. It's a dangerous, dangerous play. And I, I would have rather see that get two more than two games. I don't think Johnson was hurt from it. Yeah, he's hurt. Oh, is he? Okay, never mind. I would say I would have rather see that get more than two games, regardless. He's on IR. Oh, jeez, that sucks. Um... Because that just, like, again, even, let's say he completely braces himself, doesn't hurt anything. That still needs to, that can't happen. Yeah. That, that needs to be suspended. This is like the textbook play they try to crack down on in, like, minor hockey. Yeah. That, yeah, it's for years it's been what they preach. If that if a guy goes in head first to the boards like yeah. that from a direct hit from behind, you're calling that. They literally put a stop yeah. sign on the back of jerseys. Yeah. You're calling that, that's a suspension, he's gone for the game, and then at least one to three more. Yep. So... Uh, I don't have a ton to say about this. It's a bad play. I'd rather see this get more. No, and again, I didn't really see anyone defending. This. No, no. Really. the the surprising thing was Jeff O'Neill was on uh, TSN and he defended the um, the Portuzo thing more than this. He thought this was way worse than the Portuzo thing. I was like, that's a str- that's see, a I don't huge know about that. Yeah, it was like one of them intentionally meant to injure a dude, and the other guy made a very stupid play. And his point was this was the most dangerous play in hockey. I was like, it I, is yeah. really I was like, I, I agree with that. I was like, yes, I, I do agree with the th- fact that uh, Kerfoot should have got more. Um, but I don't, yeah. I don't think Bortuzzo. Like he's like, I would have maybe fined Bortuzzo for what he did. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, he literally, he like, 
Well, it's like he looked at the ref, knew what he's doing, and then tried to like take a guy's body out. The worst part about Bertuzzo was the repetition. Yeah, well, because he has a, and, and he's done it like three other times. Where it's like in the playoffs last year, he'd do the same thing. Where it's like if he didn't like a player diving or whatever, he'd cross check the guy. Yeah, and that's a nice spot where you can get people with no padding. Yeah. Like, oh, and the other, the one other thing I want to touch on the Bertuzzo thing. Um, Jordan Bennington was taking some heat online for shoving Arvidsson out of the crease. Which was ridiculous. He didn't, you can I see say, he wasn't looking you at can, him. Yes, you can talk to this as a goalie more than I could. I played goalie for two years, and I would have shoved. So, Bennington was looking in the corner. Yeah. And he turns around, there's a guy, sure, he's kind of like, he's getting, he's on his way of getting up, but if there's a dude just sitting in my crease, and Arvidsson had been in the crease for 10 seconds that Oh, point. I would have hit him. And too. again, of course, Bennington didn't realize that the only reason he's still in the crease is because he almost just got his body split in two by his teammate. Yeah. But if you're turning around, you have a guy come crashing into you, you get up, look at the post, the puck is in the corner for seven seconds, you turn around, that dude is still sitting in your crease, you're pushing him. Yeah, oh, I would have pushed like, him. And I just don't get why there was so much, like, oh my god, Bennington is such a dickhead. It's like, Well, I think people just yeah, hate I was like, Bennington, I was which like, is there, fair. There are reasons to dislike Jordan Bennington. This was not one of them. No. This just was not one of them. There are, like, there are a lot of reasons to think that Jordan Bennington is an asshole. Um... And I, that's fine, but this was not... If this was, say, Carey Price, no one would have an no. issue with it. Oh, well, like, yeah, like I said, watching his sight line, like, yeah. I would hit him, too. Well, the, the fuck was in the corner? He turned around and he goes, there's a guy sitting here. And, like, it's not like Arvidsson was laying down, like, laying down. He was on his way of getting up, so to him it probably looked like he was just taking his sweet time to get up. Yeah. To, you know, try and distract him or whatever. So that's the other thing I wanted to touch on. I don't get why there was so much outrage to Bennington there, um, but... I don't, I don't have much no. more to say. Do you? No, I don't think so. Okay, this is a short episode today, guys. Uh, Changing it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we just don't have much more to talk There's about. There's not a ton for, like, actual hockey. No, I mean, the Sharks have gone on a heater. The Stars have gone on a heater as well. Chief Keith. Yeah. Um, Leafs are rolling. Leafs are up the 3-0 right now. They've got... Uh, they beat up on Detroit, like, 8 eight nothing or whatever it was, 6 nothing. Yeah, that was ugly. Yeah. Uh, they got Buffalo back-to-backs tonight and tomorrow. Um... I'm gonna, starting Hutch. Yeah, starting Hutch on the front end of a back-to-back. Um, yeah, I just don't have much ho- hockey to talk about. It's been a long day already for me, too, yep. um, just That's personally. Fair. So uh, I think we'll probably wrap it up here. Uh, we'll be back next week, and hopefully we've got a bunch of hockey stuff to talk about. Um, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, if not, we can find something again. Maybe we'll look at a guest or something. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, as always, uh, you know, I'd love to hear what uh, you guys have to say. We got a nice comment on the last article. Yeah, we did. Um, nice Micah Blake McCurdy article recommended to us that yeah. said I was right. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, and there was one on the Capitals as well, uh, and about yeah. uh, uh, was it Taylor Hall? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was two ago, I think. Uh, I think it was last one. I don't. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Could be wrong. I think it was last one, but it doesn't matter. We appreciate it. Um, yeah, I always appreciate the feedback. Uh, any comments or you know, just discussion. It's always nice to have. Um, Especially about a topic like this, you know. Uh, if, now, if your response is Bill Peters shouldn't have been fired, <laughs> get the hell out of my mention. I mean, it's going to be an instant block. But uh, I don't think anyone no, who listens. I, I don't think so. Either. We're so clearly like on the certain side that I'm going to assume yeah. nobody thinks that listens but, to this podcast. You know, as always, feedback is great. You know, if you want to hear anything, if you have any thoughts about what we said, I'd love to hear it. Uh, you know, you find me on Twitter at NHL Sends and stuff. Chase on Twitter at CMHockey66. You can find my work at LastWordOnHockey.com. And uh, per every week, we'll be back next. And thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Have a good one.